You're listening to Dental Talk from VivaLearning.com. Welcome to Dental Talk. I'm Dr. Phil Klein. Today we'll be talking about specific principles of growth and change and how committing to these principles will help your practice become more successful and continue to thrive. Our guest is Dr. Mark Hyman, who is in private practice for 32 years and currently serves as an adjunct full professor and special assistant to the office of the dean at the UNC Adams School of Dentistry in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Before we get started, I would like to mention that Dr. Hyman's webinar titled Change is Inevitable, Growth is Optional, Choosing Dentistry's Bright Future, is now available as an on-demand webinar on VivaLearning.com. Simply type in the search field Hyman, H-Y-M-A-N, and you'll see it. It's an excellent webinar for the entire dental team. Dr. Hyman, it's a pleasure to have you on Dental Talk. Dr. Phil, it's a pleasure to be back. Thanks for having me. Yeah, my pleasure. We love having you. The last couple of things you've done with us have gotten great engagement, and uh, you offer great insight into many topics in dentistry. You've been around a while, so the experience helps enlighten us on some of the challenges that we have in our office or questions that we may have. On that note, let me ask you a question. Let's start with a true or false question. True or false, an intraoral camera should only be used if the patient requests it. Wow, Phil, that, that to me is the signature question for all my students and all of my audiences that I have the privilege of speaking to. You know, I love the expression, if a picture's worth a thousand words, why are you still talking? I think a camera should be used on every patient for every procedure before, during, and after. And I think it is the single signature thing I can teach because we are a visual society. It's how we learn. It's how we make buying decisions. And I think I would be honored if the men and women in dentistry would never, ever, ever again say to a patient, you need a crown because I said so. I'd rather us put up an HD gorgeous picture in front of the patient and say, Dr. Phil, how can I help you? Here's a healthy tooth. Look at this beautiful, healthy white enamel. Let's go to the next photo. Sir, tell me what you see. And when the patient says, my tooth is cracked, you need to fix it. It completely changes the dynamics. So I'm really big on problem ownership, and I think the camera makes it so much easier for a group of engineers and scientists is what most of the men and women of dentistry are, but we don't have the verbal skills to express what we know and what we feel is in the patient's best interest. So in your opinion, every dental practitioner should have an intraoral camera right in the operatory, ready to go, and basically used on every patient. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. I had eight operatories. I had eight digidocs. We took a picture on every patient, every procedure. I used to say to my hygienist, if I would walk in and there wasn't a picture up, I would say, man, it is so good to see. I'll be right back. As soon as you take a picture, I'll come back in because I'm not going to work naked. I'm not going to work without the information. It just made my job so much easier. It made the ownership, the documentation, uh, the value of what we're doing in dentistry so much more important. Yeah. So let's talk productivity. So as a dental practice owner, if I'm looking to increase productivity, what are the top innovations that I should be considering as a dental owner with the goal of increasing my productivity? Interestingly, there was a season of my career, Phil, where I had, I was the dentist by myself with eight operatories. And then I had seasons where we, I had other dentists in with me. And one of the biggest things, again, is I, I wanted, I had basically four restorative operatories and four hygiene operatories and they were mirror images of each other. So I could go into any room and do any procedure. I knew in all eight rooms, there was gonna be my intraoral camera. I knew in all eight rooms, there was gonna be my isolite, the five-in-one bite block, tongue retractor, cheek retractor, suction, LED light. And all the hygiene rooms were cabintrons and all the restorative rooms 
there were lasers. I had two curing lights in every operatory. So if I was going to do multiple teeth, we'd have multiple curing lights. We've talked, I think, you and I, about the buffering of the local anesthesia. We had that in every room, the onset by one pharma. Basically, when people use traditional lidocaine, articaine, the pH, the acidity of the anesthetic is 3.5. It's the same as lemon juice. It burns your patient. That's why our shots hurt. So you buffer with the liquid sodium bicarb. The pH of the lidocaine changes from lemon juice to 7.4, which is the same as water. And my patients were numb in 90 seconds. So basically, the concept became you see, treat, complete. I'd sit down, tell a few bad jokes, do my dentistry, and I'd be done. Well, let me ask you this. So a dentist isn't going to necessarily buy all these gadgets in the beginning, whether they're with an associate. Their associate obviously has a lot of say in what they're using in their office. So it's a transition into some of these innovative devices to help productivity. You mentioned the intraoral camera. You mentioned the isolate isolation system. You mentioned multiple curing lights. So what are the absolutely essentials for a younger doctor who's looking to boost productivity? And then what would they consider as their practice matures? There are ways to look at things as trinkets or toys or elective additions to your armamentarium. And I just think an HD camera is mandatory in every operatory because that is how we learn. That is how we document. That's how the patients own their problems. Part of what I would say to a young associate looking at their senior doctor, if they're asking for technology that the doctor, he or she may not be used to or comfortable with yet, is to say, Dr. Phil, can I ask you, what do you expect out of me? How productive do you want me to be? What level of comprehensive optimal care do you want me to be able to offer my patients? Do you want me to do single tooth dentistry? When if we used some of these advancements in dentistry, the patients may say, I don't want to come back six times if you can fix this in one or two visits. So I think part of this becomes the discussion of what is the goal of the practice? What is the goal of the experience we're trying to offer the patients? You know, people say to me, Dr. Mark, let me get this straight. I mean, these cameras, they're expensive, right? And my students at UNC know the answer to that is compared to what? The top of the line by Reality Magazine, the number one intro camera, I think it costs $17 a day. Most docs work about 200 days a year. $17 a day to add $1,000 a day, do the math. It's a million dollar increase in five years. So it's a couple cups of Starbucks to have the potential to add $1,000 a day to your practice conservatively colleague of mine at Chapel Hill at the dental school at UNC, I love this. He says, don't should on your patients. You should do this. You need to do that. No, they don't. They don't need to do anything. But what do you want? What is our goal? What are we trying to accomplish here? So I just, I think it's a paradigm shift to look at technology and equipment differently and answer the question, who, who are we trying to be? What for? What do we stand for here? Yeah, so is when it excellence? You, is it optimal care? Right. When you see inefficiencies though in the practice, you said you had eight operatories by yourself. Four were restorative and four were hygiene. Yes, sir. You obviously were moving around a lot. So you had to duplicate these or replicate these operatories so that when you walked into an operatory on a busy day, you probably didn't even know which operatory you were in. And you show uh, up, everything's identical. So you have all the same technology in each office. You don't have to think, okay, this is the operatory where I don't have the camera or I don't have the curing light. I have to get the other one. And that becomes stressful and it's inefficient. So for a busy practice like that, there's obviously a need for that kind of technology in each operatory, which, which I totally understand. And also the kind of practice you had, which was a practice that demanded high excellence in treatment. Let me ask you about dental hygiene. So sure. you had four hygiene operatories. 
what can be done to accelerate the dental hygiene departments, making those hygiene bays more effective? What do we need to do to sure. get to that level? In my seminar, I'll ask an audience, I'll ask my our beloved hygienist, how long does it take you to do a quarter scaling root planing? And they'll say about an hour. And I'll say, how would you and the patient and your doctor feel if you could do two quads in an hour? And they look at me like I've got three heads. I'm like, well, how do you do that? I said, well, you pop in isolite, the five-in-one bite block, tongue retractor, cheek retractor, suction, LED light. And then your entire chair side discussion changes from move your tongue, don't do that, stop that. They stop to swallow every 10 seconds. So I'm going to pop this little tooth pillow in, just kick back, relax. We'll put on some noise reduction headphones, rock out to some tunes, some classical music, rock and roll, whatever you want. And we'll be done in a second. So in North Carolina, our high, we just passed for our hygienist to be able to give local anesthesia. I love my state of North Carolina. Sometimes it's welcome to 1950, but there's a super duper topical that can be custom compounded by a pharmacy, LPT, a mixture of lidocaine, prilocaine, tetracaine, that our hygienist could paint on the tissue and basically it wouldn't need to numb the patient for scaling root planing. That numbing with the super topical was enough by itself. Oral hygiene instructions, when you're taking a before and after the lower anterior calculus, the tartar that is sitting there, that there's so much more value that is built. You take a before shot, you cav a bomb, the lower anterior is taken after, then the patients see it. Then you're not spending a half hour saying, Phil, you need to come back in 90 days. You need this. And Phil says, will my insurance pay for it? Why did my last dentist tell me this? You must need a new car. Let me think about it. So as far as the efficiencies, you're Leadership is so much easier to give to the practice. Your efficiency skyrockets. Your verbal skills with the patients are so much simpler. With four operatories, we had a state-of-the-art Cavitron in every room. Um, we actually had a minor restorative kit in every room also. So if I came in for a hygiene check, Phil, and a patient's lost a buccal composite or an amalgam on number 30, I don't have to have them come back for a single fillet surface composite. There's in a busy restorative practice, you almost can't charge enough for a one surface filling to justify the chair being used for an hour. But if you had 10 minutes, five minutes in hygiene, a lot of times you can just take a quarter round burr, buff out the prep, etch, bond, bang, you're done. You've added a couple 300 bucks for five minutes of flicking your wrist. You do that once a day times 200 days. You do that in a couple operatories over time. It's just a colossal increase in the practice and a convenience and a courtesy to our patients. No, that's interesting to do restorative work in the hygiene bay. That, that's probably not that common, right? In a, in a typical practice? Well, no, it was not common. And part of that, we booked an hour and 10 minutes for our hygiene visits. And people look at me like, dude, you're on drugs. And I'm like, yes, but look at the, look at the extra teaching time. Look at the extra documentation time. We alternated every six months full mouth, what, 168 periodontal probings for every adult to the other six months, they'd get four vertical bite wings and upper lower PA. We'd alternate PAN or CBCT and a full series every X number of years, whatever's appropriate for the patients, roughly three-ish alternating, alternating them. So again, I, I, I would ask our audiences, do you have a firm radiology policy? Do you have a philosophy and a goal for your hygiene department. Do your hygienists have the freedom to run their department without you micromanage them? So I, I was blessed, Phil. I had a, my lead receptionist was with me almost 25 years, my lead assistant almost 20 years, three of my hygienists 15 years, another 14 years. 
I had such love and loyalty from these women. And basically I was the big picture extroverted CEO. And I would just say, this is the direction gang. Can you get me there? Dr. Phil, if I may, I want to add one thing about advancing the dental hygiene department for our hygienists. They had freedom with which products we were using. We suggested a power toothbrush for every adult, every kid with orthodontics, everybody with dry mouth and the, the innovations like a Philips Sonicare, the Zoom, the day white, night white for whitening and the power flossers to clean underneath all on fours to clean around your implants, to clean around your restorative dentistry. It's a, it's a couple pennies a day for a huge increase in the benefit to the patients for their hygiene and their fresh breath. So let me ask you this about automated patient confirmation systems. Are they worth it? And if so, how much time does such a system save the dental practice on a daily basis? Sure, Dr. Phil, there are many wonderful systems and I work with many different systems. There's Demand Force, Sesame, Weave, Lighthouse. For us, Weave was the state of the art. Phil, anything I mentioned, I paid for, I had in my practice. And the Weave system, for my business team members, it costs about $2 an hour, and it saves the business team at least an hour to an hour and a half a day in automating your texting, your emailing, your confirmation of your appointments, ability to pay with your Apple Pay, your Android Pay, to send somebody for care credit, to get your five-star reviews online. I'm one of my business team members, just like my clinical team, to focus on knocking the patient's socks off and for them to have to leave messages on answer machines um, or to send emails patient by patient when the reality is particularly the younger generation, most of them have thousands of unread emails. So I wanted to cherish and honor my business team members' time. So with Weave, that was the best system that we found. And again, it would save an hour to an hour and a half a day. So if you just do the math, you talk about ROI, if your business team in that extra hour can add one more crown one more filling, one more sleep appliance, one more whitening tray, one more new patient, whatever it is, times 200 days, the, the ROI is simply stunning. The trend is changing, right, Dr. Hyman? Most dentists are looking at these automated systems? I would guess over three quarters of the audience, when I ask, raises their hand that they have these. And I, I left private practice, Phil, I had over 1,200 five-star reviews. And I asked the audience, are you maximizing what this system offers? You know, October 1st, are you sending the insurance letter out to the patient saying, heads up, there's 90 days left in the year. Do you want to use your pre-tax dollars? Do you want to use your dental benefits? Open to buy with Care Credit, our financial partners estimated, I think it's $32 billion of approved dentistry that is open to buy, open to use, interest-free financing that dental family haven't even used. So if your business team can push a button and send an email to all of the entire patient population season's greeting, happy birthday, happy anniversary. Hey, it's 90 days left in this calendar year. If the reimbursement of your dental benefit is important to you, give us a call, come on in, let's use the benefit. So to do that manually, patient by patient, it takes forever and it's inefficient. By the push of the button, again, about two bucks an hour, Phil, to have your, your business team members spend their time doing executive work instead of the more mundane. Yeah. So as we wrap up this podcast, Dr. Hyman, I want to ask you about UNC Dental School. Do you, as a professor there or associate professor, what are you? What, what, what kind of professor? I'm an, an adjunct full professor and special assistant to the office of the dean. Okay. Oh, there you go. So I, I, I'm I, kind I, of the jack of all trade. I knew you were something over there. Okay. So I love my school. 
Yeah, so being on faculty there and dealing with the next generation of dentists, is there any education provided to these dental students that are coming out soon that prepare them for the things we talked about today? At UNC, and Phil's a good question, we've just launched a brand new ACT ACT curriculum teaching our students to be world-class advocates for their patients. C is master clinicians and T is critical thinkers. And we're trying to teach them to practice dentistry. It's going to be practiced in 2030, not in 1990, 2000, 2010. We have same-day crown clinic. We have the ISOVAC, the ISOLITE without the light. Every student operatory in the school has their own ISOVAC. Every student has their own intraoral camera. Um, every student has a ch has a chance to place an implant. They get they are taught on CBCT dentistry. We have a fabulous young prosthodontist, Dr. Wendy Clark, who teaches dentures basically two visit dentures using digitally printed dentures. So we we are teaching the solid fundamentals of dentistry, but we're trying to really push them to the future. And I'm part of the practice readiness curriculum, where we have four guys who all humbly did really well in private practice. Everybody went through the Pankey Institute curriculum. Everybody taught at Pankey and all four of us teach at the dental school at Chapel Hill. And so we are really pushing our students to learn how to sit down and talk to patients and get to know them, to do a thorough new patient experience, to offer them optimal care when they're ready, and then use high technology with high touch to deliver the care. It's, it's just a joy to be there. Phenomenal. Sounds like you have a tremendous passion for teaching. You had an illustrious career. Dr. Hyman, and sharing your knowledge with us today on this podcast really is a benefit to all of our listeners in the Viva Learning community uh, around the world. And uh, we thank you very much. Have a very good holiday season. Thank you very much, Dr. Hyman. Thanks, Dr. Phil. Privileged to be with you again, sir.